your stock rig to full-on LS-powered two buggies on stickies. This is the Total Off-Road Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Mike, and you're listening to maybe episode 203 of potentially the second season of this podcast. <laughs> season two, episode podcast. three, maybe? Uh, yeah. Sure. yeah I, think it's, I think this is episode 202. What did I say? 203. Oh, yeah, I guess it's 202. Yeah. I think it's 202, and then according to you, you're thinking it may be like season two, episode three, if we started season two with episode 200. You know what? I really don't know, but I think I'm going to let the producer figure it out. It is episode 202, and it is officially season two, so hooray! Uh, yeah, he can oh, be in charge of that shit. Things. Yeah. How come I don't... I shut my notifications off. I still things don't come up. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know. Okay. Today. What are we doing today, Michael? Well, we thought that since we're starting a potential, quote, second season, that we should reintroduce all the hosts. I like it. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been 200 episodes. And although a lot of you have been along for the ride the whole time, some of you don't know exactly who we are other than the just some guys that get on here and spit some BS. And uh, it's fun to listen to. So we thought we'd take an opportunity. Each of us is going to introduce another one of us. And we're kicking it off with me giving Steve a rundown of Let's who go. he is and what we're doing here. So I come up with a few questions today. It's, it's pretty makeshift. So I guess we're going to see how this goes and if everybody else wants to follow suit. But uh, Steve likes to talk, so there aren't that many questions. We'll just have to see how this goes. So let's let him run. Just let them run. Are you ready, Steve? Are you ready? Or should ready. we talk about what we're drinking first? Oh, you can. What do you, what do you, okay. I heard that you're <laughs> drinking something stiff. Something Extra stiff. hot. Something what you, that. What, dude, we're going to do some drinking this weekend, but go ahead and get kicking off with what you're doing. Oh shit. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole nother story. So anyway, you were drinking some dank meme last week. Some very, very wow. old dank meme. Yes. Still and dank. And I'm not going to go. I, I have a long story to tell you why I have this beer, but I'll tell you maybe on the Patreon if we have enough yeah. time to do one of those. Regardless, the beer I'm drinking is Triptych King Meme. King Meme? Is it a triple? It's a triple it's a IPA? triple IPA. It's a and triple it's... IPA dank meme. <laughs> yeah. It's, so does it's that make it, smooth, it smoother? It's Yeah, it's dangerous because it's even smoother than dank meme. And then also 10% alcohol. And also, yep. And also 10% alcohol. And that's a 12 ounce can. Uh, no, 16 ounce can. She's a pint. A pint. I poured in my cup since I don't, I, I had a hazy IPA yesterday, a, a beer hug, a hazy beer hug. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. But tonight I brewed up some uh, cherry cola in my soda stream here at the shop. And Solid. then. You know, and then poured it with its best friend, Wild Turkey. That's oh, lovely. <laughs> Would have rather had rum, but I will. It's fine. It's actually, I haven't had whiskey and Coke for a long time. And so it's actually very good. That is some like cutting your teeth on alcohol stuff. Like yeah. when you, you go into the bar and you don't know what to order and you order a whiskey and Coke and then you're hammered. Yeah, I think I put like three or four ounces in this one. Oh, yeah. That's going to be good. Yeah. We're not even going to get through the third question. <laughs> <laughs> no we'll get through it but it'll be good oh my god it's gonna be a long one Why I or it's short i don't know maybe you'll give me really short answers it's up to you yeah, maybe. i don't know we'll try to make it work uh, so so oh do you want to tell the people about what we're gonna do this weekend so they can all be super jealous so the people that like beer will be super jealous there's a few like beer likers on here 
Okay. I feel like we've, we've, we have lost <laughs> our beer likers. And I know this because we don't get beer sent to the shop at 1503 County Road 2700 North, Rantoul, Illinois 61866. So I don't know what happened. There was a disconnect at somewhere in season one, like episode, like, I don't know, maybe like 90 or 85, where our beer likers um, stopped trying to send us the deliciousness. And now I have a whole bunch of extra old beer. Maybe that was it. Maybe we weren't drinking enough of it. And they were just like, fuck you guys. That could be. I should, it, I should drink it throughout the week and then make a list of all of them and tell them, like, write down what I like. Anyway, um, what are we doing this weekend? Uh, me and Steve and some of our full size Chevy truck buddies are going to do a Bourbon County Stout vertical. And for those of you who don't know what a vertical is, it is where you take the same beer, several years of it. And drink them in order from oldest to newest to see the subtle nuances between the beers and try not to get shit hammered. And sometimes not so subtle nuances. Yeah, sometimes it's very, very bold and obvious. And oh, some yeah. years aren't better than others. And sometimes they get stronger. Sometimes they get less potent. It's it's just kind of a fun thing to do. But you, you have to collect we, these beers throughout the years. Yeah, yeah, you have to collect them. You remember we did the uh, the vertical at um, Seven Saints? And like we were drinking through it and all of a sudden you got like... We got to like, I don't know, 2014 or something like that. And it was like extra hot. And they're like, whoo. Yeah. You don't remember that? We did that with. I, I um, do remember that sort of. Friends. Oh my God. Was that the same night that they had that um, cask of blood orange IPA? Oh, where they had like run it through a, a rattler or something? Or? No, it was, just, it was just a cask of, they'd only brewed a cask of this blood oh, that's orange right. IPA. Do you remember that? I, I do remember that one. I don't know if I remember the vertical. Oh, oh, wow. I remember yeah, doing a vertical at a few people's houses at different times, but I don't remember yeah. doing one at a restaurant. We we did a vertical at Seven Saints, and it was KBS, maybe? Oh. I think it was KBS. I think it was Kentucky Breakfast Stout. Breakfast Stout. Is that right? Um, Kentucky Breakfast uh, Kentucky. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um. I think that's what it was. It was either KBS or what's the other one? The Kentucky bourbon, uh, bourbon, it's a BCS. Bourbon County Stout. Bourbon County Stout. It may have been a BCS vertical. Is is KBS breakfast stout or bourbon stout? I think it's breakfast Breakfast, stout. Breakfast stout. Yeah. I believe you. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we're going to do a vertical. I don't know how far back we go. I think I only have like, I don't know, maybe 19 through 23, but I think the man has some older stuff. So hopefully we'll, yeah, unfortunately I need to start collecting again. At one time uh, we were doing pretty good with that. And what are we drinking? What are we drinking this weekend? Bourbon County stuff. Bourbon County stuff. Yeah. BCS. Yeah. Yeah. So probably some fun. other stuff. Matt has, you know, a whole basement completely full of beer. So I wouldn't be surprised if we try some other stuff. Hopefully yeah, yeah. we appreciate it. Oh, of course. So, all right. Let's kick this in. Now that we've gone through the beer talk, if you didn't like that because it's seven o'clock in the morning and you're like, fuck you guys, I can't drink beer. I'm sorry. I love you. And I hope that you have a good, delicious beer tonight, whether it be a bush or something really off the wall, delicious. Yeah. Hopefully it's beer. something good. Yeah. Hopefully it's the kind of beer that you wait all week to drink and like you get off work on Friday and I'm like booking home. I'm like, I cannot wait to open that beer. Do you drink it's beer every night? for the weekend? I drink beer every night, every single every night. night, every single night. Is it mostly just like uh, Bush or Miller or like, do you drink just regular lager throughout the week or do you just drink like craft beer all the time, every day, all the time? That's Absolutely. crazy. Craft beer oh. all the time. 
so I know we're getting back into the learning the host <laughs> thing, and I don't feel like this has been iterated uh, or reiterated lately at all. So some of you may not remember, but you were listening to Beer Mike, okay? Now, Beer <laughs> Mike, you just heard him say that he drinks craft beer every night of the week, okay? And you're like, Mono fucking like craft beer. All I like is my whatever. And I'm sorry, I just gave you an accent like you don't know what you're talking about. But really, what it I'm saying is, but it's all right. If you just like Miller High Life, or you like Bush Light, or Bush Heavy, or Bud Light, or Budweiser, or Bud Select, or any of those what would be considered a mainstream domestic lager or Pilsner, what I'm here to tell you is that Beer Mike is the same Mike that in 20. 16 maybe 2015 2016 we go out for truck night on tuesday night okay and we go to the bar which also <laughs> serves food with ian and Derek and who else used to come out with us oh Lots dave used to come out dave used to come out yeah so anyway the truck night guys we'd go out with the old fsc crew and we'd get there and the lady come in to what would you guys like to drink tonight and mike would turn and look at her and go what's the cheapest thing you have on tap and she's like well We've got some hams that hasn't been warmed up in 15 years. And he's like, that sounds delightful. Please hey. give me a call of that. <laughs> when I go to a dive bar, I'm down to drink some, some cheap tap beer as long as it's draft. I don't want to drink shitty beer out of a can, but I'll drink shitty beer on tap. Now, the funny thing about that is, is after you get into craft, quote unquote craft, after you broaden your spectrum of brews, okay? You go back to a lager and you're like, oh, this is different. It is. Because like, then, yeah, then you can pick apart the lager. And I don't mean like in a bad way. You just then get notes off of a lager that you didn't get before. And uh, it changes it. It definitely switches up. Like if somebody hands you a, a beer, you're like, hmm, 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 very decent. Whoever thought that you would pick up a Milwaukee's best ice and start picking flavors out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like wood. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, wood. How'd you know? Pencil shavings. <laughs> a little bit of lead. A little bit of lead. <laughs> Tastes like stainless steel. <laughs> oh my god. Mm. Either yeah, way, you, you, you do. do. You find the you yeah. find the good in most beer once you've gotten a craft beer because you really do pick apart a beer just about no matter what beer it is. I feel like my favorite like generic lager is still a craft lager, but it's that was that grain belt that I think Chris got for us, and then also just the beer flavored beer, beer flavored beer. Steve, it was just a can that said beer. Oh, was that a real thing? I obviously see that on TV. Know that it was actually happened. I, I want to say it was also Grain Belt, but it was just, it, the can just said beer. I love that. Yeah. And so you have that. I feel like, have you seen the, the videos online of the Friday beer? No. There's a dude that does chugs. So like he does chugs. I'm sorry, we're getting way off on tangent, but it's fine. We love beer and y'all love beer. There's a dude on the internet that does chugs. He's got a table set up at tailgates. And he's sitting there and he's got a whole like a bunch of cases of what's called a Friday beer is what it says. Friday beer. And uh, he will pour it into a Dixie cup, a whole whole beer into a cup. And it's 20 bucks and you can um, you pay your 20 bucks and you see if you can chug faster than him. And it's quite entertaining because he is a like chug champion. And so he just like gone. 
Wow. He tips it, tips it back. He just opens so his throat. So you basically just, paid 20 bucks for a shitty beer and to watch this guy drink a beer in two seconds. <laughs> well, you watch him on the internet. So you're like, yeah, I'm going to go try to out chug him. And I think, I think if you can chug faster than him, you get whatever's in the jar. It's not um, even chugging, though. That's the thing. Like, no, you remember, remember the man show? Yes. Remember the guy? He they could just take a whole beer and just, it, it, he didn't chug it. He just opened his throat and somehow no, the beer no. entered his stomach immediately. Yes. You can just open your throat. I can do that, but I'm not, I am not uh, ballsy enough to pour a liquid down while doing that because I can open my throat and that, and like, and take air in to my, like, directly into my stomach, but I cannot. The liquid seems like a, that's a different talent. Yeah, I don't know. I never tried, but yeah, yeah. that's not even chugging so, beer. That guy I'll, just has you can remind spill. me and I'll show you. Um, but either way, this that is going to go a whole different direction. I can already fucking see. Yeah, it. I, I was already thinking it was the gears were turning. And I was like, this is not the Patreon. So <laughs> nothing to do with that. Anyhow, uh, that Friday beer, he he does those videos and stuff like that. And so everybody tries to chug faster than him. Obviously, they can't because he just opens his throat and throws it back. And somebody asked me the day one of his, like, you know, when do you slow down? He goes, about 30. About 30 Years. after he slows down. Yeah, he's a pretty big yeah. guy. Like, he's wow. a pretty tall guy. But it's pretty fun to watch. So search that up on the old internet, Friday Beer. And I'll check uh, it out. Okay, let's roll into what we're actually here for. Are you sure? Yes. I want to know how everybody is enjoying the Steve interview so far. Let and me talk. know. Get on the Total Offered Podcast trailers page and let me know. Trailers page on Facebook. Steve, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you something, but I don't want you to get into off-roading or podcasting or anything about like mm-hmm. rigs. Or, I just want to know who is Steve? Like, I want to know like Steve day to day. Who's day to day, Steve? You want to know who Steve is? Yeah. Like, tell me about oh, like you, your family, oh, okay. like, oh, okay. Like, just like, what do you do for a living? Like, I just want to know just general things about Steve. My name's Steve. I do Steve stuff. Oh, okay. What's Steve I'm stuff? Steve, I'm just Steve being Steve most of the time. Do you um, earn a living, Steve? Or do you beg do, for a living? Uh, like, and if you're real new here, you haven't figured this out yet. Uh, I own Summershine Metal Polishing. You can find us on the internet. Just Google Summershine underscore seven, and I will pop up somewhere, guaranteed. Uh, unless your Google is broken. Um, yeah, I have a... A decent size to social media following for the old metal polishing side. And we started, we launched. So I started Summershine back in 2017. It's a metal polishing business. We polish wheels and tanks and semi truck parts and car parts and all kinds of random whatever. Uh, then I started social media heavy in 2020, right about the same time we kicked off the podcast. Uh, October of 2020 is when I kicked off my TikTok, which is a pretty okay time to do so. And then that kind of popped off with a couple of videos. And then I goofed around and polished some cast iron skillets. And then it really popped off and then uh, trickled off about 500,000 followers and then kind of picked back up again. And now we're at like 770,000 followers on TikTok, 207,000 followers on Instagram, just short of 100,000 on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so got a pretty good following, just a hair over a million uh, across platforms. Trying to hit a big, the big M on one of the platforms. Uh, it will likely be TikTok, I would assume, unless YouTube really hammers, um, and then we could get it there as well. Uh, but we have that going on. Um, that is my job side. I have a little boy who is three and a half. I have a wife at home named Jessica, 
and we have been together since 2009 and got married in 2016, in case you need to know that. Mm -hmm. And day to day, man, I just come in here and attempt my, give it my best to run two businesses at the same time. Yeah, that's got to be tough. Yeah, some days it's rough. But I mean, you I got, help I got Nicole in here helping me. And uh, in case anybody needs to know her handle, it's Bush Latte. Um, we got Nicole in here helping Take me. Girl. Bush Latte Girl. Um, BLG. So she runs all of my shipping side and also everything in my office for the most part. Um, and she has been a godsend into this company to get it to where it is right now and where it's going to be at the end of 2024. We've got some really big goals for this year and with her help, we're going to hit those. It's awesome. So, yep. Um, yeah. And so it's been pretty cool. Um, that is, I don't know if that's me in a nutshell. I'm 37. I look like I'm 27 because I'm a sexy motherfucker for the radio. Got that baby face. Yeah, just a radio voice, though. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's me, man. I'm just uh, born and raised here in East Central Illinois and have not left my roots so much. Um, and I like four-wheeling. Yeah, um, I'm actually about to ask you something about four-wheeling, sort of. At least I'm, I'm speculating, I should say. Yeah. The next question. Did that give you enough? Was that enough? Was yeah, that I think I think that was a pretty good nutshell, Steve. No, I mean, that you know, told me more or less your day to day. You know what? We are on the radio here on the speakers, so nobody can sure. see me. I'm six foot five, and I weigh about two twenty. And it's all muscle. All muscle. Yeah. Six five, five o'clock, all muscle. <laughs> five o'clock shadow twenty four seven. Like he doesn't even four have beard. to touch it up. Full, a full, full beard. beard is that yeah, sexy now? Beard. I don't know what's sexy these days. Yeah. You were looking in the mirror to see that five o'clock. Just a full beard. <laughs> um, like I said, sexy motherfucker. So anyway, yeah, just look him up on the internet and you'll see how tall and handsome he is and muscular. So, so tall, <laughs> handsome, and muscular. <laughs> there's, there's no photos of you on the internet that any or videos for that matter, so no one will be able to find out what you look like. There's not three three plus thousand videos of me on the internet, so nobody will know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, the, the, not the guy. This must be a knockoff. This must be the wish version. Yeah. Generic Steve. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's run into that next, that next question. Okay, Steve. Why are you podcasting? Oh, man. It's very... Okay. I'm going to come out. I'm going to come clean on this one. It is for very selfish reasons. Oh, really? Why? How yeah. selfish? Very selfish? I, the way that my brain works is I need a friends group, a group of friends to stay uh, steady with a, with a hobby or whatever it is. I, I need other people to do things with. Okay. And so what had happened was I had got into four wheeling with my buddy, Matt, and then work picked up for the two of us over, over the years. And I was not four wheeling or working on my rig as much because we weren't working our rigs together. And I was like, man, I would love to meet a whole new group of wheeling friends and people that were into four wheeling. Like I'm into four wheeling. And I started listening to off-road podcasts. I'm like, man, I've always kind of wanted to do like radio stuff. Like I always wanted to be like a host on a radio show. Okay. And so 
in 2019, I was like, who would I want to start a podcast with? And so in my head, my wheels started turning. I was like, who is someone that likes off-road that every time I'm around them and they're telling a story, I am listening. And that person was Ian. When Ian tells a story, it's hard not to listen. True. So I, and this is, if you know Ian, this is the craziest thing that's ever happened. Ian, for the first time in probably five months, agrees to meet us for a guy's night. And we meet him at uh, a local brewery. And I get there before everybody else. And Ian happens to be sitting at the bar. And I go up, sit at the bar with him. And I look over him. I said, how do you feel about starting an off-road podcast? And he looks at me and goes, tell me more. And so I elaborate on what I'm thinking. He's like, sounds like fun. We should do that. And then probably that was probably November. And by mid-December, this was born. Wow. 2019. And then we launched on, I believe it was December 23rd, 2019. We posted episode one and December 24th, we posted episode two and then so on and so forth. After that, you really wanted to get it out for Christmas in case anybody wanted to give the total offered podcast to someone for Christmas. It was the traveling. We wanted to launch it on <laughs> travel day or the day before traveling. So oh, that smart. people who were traveling would have a chance to listen to it. Um, while on the road. And so we did that. Um, but so for the selfish, you know, the, the selfish reason was that I wanted to meet people across the country so that one day, if I wanted to go to Utah, I could phone up one of the listeners who is now a friend and be like, I'm coming your direction. Have you got a couch? And they would say, motherfucker, I got anything you need. So and it has happened. Here we are, three years later. That very thing has happened. I have met so many awesome people and wheeled with so many awesome people that I would not have wheeled with had I not started this. So give me a moment while I give myself a hug for making hey. dreams come true. Yeah, let me say <laughs> let me say thanks too. I've definitely benefited a lot from this podcast as well. Not for any I mean, I never intended it to be for any selfish reasons, but also yeah. similarly, I've met a lot of awesome people and wheeled a lot of cool places I never would have gone had for this podcast yeah. not existed. So yeah. For you in the beginning, it was like I get to go drink beer with Ian every week. Sure, I'll talk to a microphone. Hell yeah. <laughs> I just want to hang out with my friends and drink beer, really. So me I was too, happy to do it. Away, you asshole. Well, <laughs> Uh, what do you do when your wife gets a, a, a banging job in another state? You just go. Man, life's about living. And sometimes that means picking up your roots and moving to a different location. It's been a good move. But this episode isn't about me. It's about you, Steve. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. So that is my selfish reason for starting the Total Off-Road Podcast. And we tried to call it a few things other than the Total Off-Road Podcast. They didn't stick. Mm -mm. And I'm going to make like I don't remember what their names were. Because I don't want to tell you. Okay. Yeah, I don't even I, I, I don't even know. I mean, yeah. I probably I have forgotten also, or maybe I never knew. Who knows? My memory they sucks, so I wouldn't know either you, way. I will I will put money down that somewhere Ian has a notebook that has all the names in it. He probably does. He doesn't throw like, away much stuff. Well, like he's just very organized when it comes to that sort of thing. So he probably has like a binder it's a, and it's a know, spreadsheet. It's oh it's definitely a spreadsheet. <laughs> it's one hundred percent a spreadsheet. <laughs> That is why he manages a dealership now. 
Um, yeah, I, I, never would have, I never would have yeah. guessed, but yeah, yeah. I, I could see it. I could see it coming. I think, um, very, very well organized that guy. It doesn't seem like it on the surface, but he really is. Yeah. He, he gears are turning, man. Yep. So anyway, all right, Steve. The next topic. So uh, the question I wrote down is when did you start off roading? But you could answer that in like three seconds. Oh. So actually, what I should say is when and why did you start off roading? So let's rewind the clock back to 2006 when my life changed. Okay, my life changed. I was out getting some paint for my. Or I'm going to lead into this, okay? I was out getting some paint in 2006 for my Mazda B2000 pickup truck that was lowered, okay? We're going to go down to a local parking garage in the warmth of the winter. They heated the lower part of it, and we go down there, and I was going to, I think at that time, I was either painting my grill or painting some taillights. Who knows? I was color matching something on that truck. Now, if you know what a Mazda B2000 is, it's a small two-wheel drive, four-cylinder, five-speed pickup, short bed, and... uh it's not for off-roading. As we're leaving the Walmart, my cousin and I, we are walking out of the Walmart, and we bump into this guy named Matt and his girlfriend at the time. And my cousin's like, hey, Matt. And I'm like, who is this guy? And he's like, oh, and then we introduce each other, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, we're going down to Craner to go paint some shit on the truck. He's like, that sounds fun. Let's go do that. And so he comes and joins us, and we start hanging out. I'm like, this fellow's pretty cool. And he likes trucks, too. He's got a, at the time, a 1991 Chevy Z71 Stepside Regular Cab. Oh, yeah. It was uh, cranked in the front. It had three-inch straight pipe exhaust. It had a new 350 and a new 4L60 in it. And it had a fresh set of... um had a fresh set of Douglas mud Douglas Douglas mud I think think so Dunlop Dunlop you're right my bad my apologies (laughs) that was oh man and I love tires too um yes sorry Dunlop mud rovers okay which is just a blocky old school BFG mud terrain blocky pattern Um, for the cheapest mud tire you could get for the for the size yeah and they were like a they were a uh 285 75 16 i think they were i think you're right because i was thinking they were a 33 10 50 but dunlop wouldn't have made that so they were they were 285 75 16 33 inch mud tire cranked regular cab short bed step side with a a fresh 350 and single straight three inch exhaust you know exactly what that sounds like in your head. I do, unfortunately. <laughs> like it gives me a headache even it thinking about so it. Good. It actually sounded so good because of the oversized pipe. If it was two and a half, it'd sound terrible <sighs> because it was three inch. It no. just the reason that you oh. think it sounds good is because you were like, I don't know, 18 or 19 years old or some <laughs> bullshit like that. No <laughs> adult like, thinks that sounds oh good. Oh my god. <laughs> Super short side tangent. We took a trip to Indianapolis <laughs> to go watch monster trucks, and Jess is like, Your truck's making a funny noise. Um, at a, we were getting some dinner and she's like, your truck's making a funny noise. I'm like, oh yeah, it sounds like a heat shield rattling. Nope, not a heat shield. Muffler broke at the, uh, inlet. So it broke around the pipe that's welded into it. It's a stainless Borla and it broke there. And then also broke a foot in front of that where there's another weld. 
and it has progressively over the last day completely blown out. And so nice. I got in my truck tonight to go get the other truck. And it was like, I'm like, Oh no, I got to get this fixed immediately. <laughs> and so, uh, is this on I, the Ram? This on the Ram. Oh it's shit. Horrible. Like in, inside the cab, it's like, this sounds like I have a dump. Just, just sounds like I have a drums. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Bad, bad, was, like, yeah. Really quiet. Um, so I gotta get that fixed. That's my short side tangent. Anyway, I met Matt. Matt had that truck. We went down to Craner. We hung out. Then we decided to start hanging out and go into uh, the junker and stuff. So we hang out for a span of a few weeks, and then I kind of get the four wheel drive bug because Matt's got the four got a four wheel drive. I start to get that a little bit. I'm hanging out with another kid who's got a a uh, 03 Ram that's four wheel drive and kind of a nice uh, you know nice little lifted truck. I'm like, man, I'd like to get me a lifted truck. So I'm looking for a Ram 1500 is what I'm looking for. And then Matt calls me up. This is a few months down the road. So we started hanging out in like 2000 winter of 2006. This is early 2007. And Matt's like, Hey man, uh, I was just driving down there. I think Matt said this or we saw it either way. There's this Barbie looking fucking Jeep sitting parked in a parking lot on one of the main roads in Champaign. And it's got a for sale sign in it. It's slightly lifted. It's got pocket flares, a roof rack, and some 33-inch Hercules mud terrains. And uh, I was like, hmm. What does a Barbie-looking Jeep mean? Uh, well, it was, it is uh, aqua, oh, aqua Pearl Metallic. It's a 1995 oh, okay. Aqua Pearl Metallic. Okay, um, I, get, I get what you're saying. It's yeah, it's, had that yeah. '90s Barbie. Yep. So when I first got it, Matt's girlfriend's little sister was like, "That's a Barbie Jeep," and I was like, "Shit, she's right." Um, all it needed was some pink graphic on the side that said, "Oh Barbie yeah, it would have been a Barbie Jeep, Jeep for sure." Yeah. Um, so it had a, a little like uh, conduit built roof rack on it. Had a few things, little things done to it that the guy had before me had done to it. Um, had pucks up front, blocks out back, and that's about it really it didn't have any kind of recovery well it had a hitch in the rear um that had recovery points on it and this is march of 2007 the guy's asking 2500 i talk him down to 2250 and he leaves me with a quarter tank of fuel <sighs> i don't want to get into it anyway bought the jeep uh 1995 jeep cherokee xj 33s uh 30 dana 30 eight and a quarter out back open open um, four liter AW4 231 transfer case. This is March of 2007. Okay. I buy the Jeep. I don't plate said Jeep until October. I think nice. I bought it. So I bought it. We drove it for like the first two weeks. Um, on, you know, like I just bought this type of deal and something we went on the third day I owned it. We took it and buried the fucker in some earth mover tracks. Oh, nice. And I buried, um, let's see. I buried my Jeep. And then the kid we were wheeling with was an old friend of mine from high school. Uh, he buried his Bronco. He had a, a, a 79 Bronco on some 35 inch boggers that were half bald. And he spun around to come get me and buried his shit. And that's the only two vehicles around in this. This is a, the development, a complex development. He buried his, I buried mine. And how I buried mine was 
I was straddling the earth mover tracks. You could see where the water, it was standing water on either side of the tracks. And so oh, yeah. I was staying on top of the, on the top of them. I'm trying to like do that. And Matt's like, just stay on top of them. And I'm trying to stay on top of them. And then it just slides and it just inexperience. Yeah. Like the first thing I've ever done off road. And so we're out here stuck. Um, Jeep has leaned over at an angle because driver's side tires are off in this earth mover holes. Um, if you don't know how big the tires on an earth mover are, they're like 60 some inches and I'm on 33. So my entire, my whole wheel and tire fits inside a half of that. So the rut yeah. soaked up all of it. Um, the Bronco is turned around facing me also stuck. And then we called Matt's girlfriend to go get his TJ. He had a 99 TJ with a fresh set of TSLs and a mile marker winch on the front. And so he calls her, she go gets the Jeep. She puts fuel in the Jeep, brings us the Jeep. He then goes, he takes his shoes off and goes and walks out. Cause the mud is like, I don't know, eight inches deep, like everywhere. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing so, you can do. It's all you're going to destroy whatever clothes you wear out there. Everything. So he wa- takes his boots off, walks to the Jeep, gets the Jeep, brings it out, pulls the Bronco out. No, pulls me out first. We hook to the back of his and then we pull the Bronco out and then we get the fuck out of here because we're not, it's, it's a construction. Yeah, both, exactly. <laughs> a fucking subdivision. So, uh, pulls me out of there and, uh, we get out of there and it's like, I'm like, well, that was fun. And then a few weeks later, we go to the Badlands and, uh, we go with another guy who's pretty rowdy. His name is Josh. And, they push me like I'm a very experienced wheeler and I'm not and scared the shit out of me. And I came back, parked that fucker at the shop in St. Joe and didn't touch it for like three months. Just they, like they were experienced done. wheelers and they were like, you're doing this and you were just like yeah. scared yep. and felt like you were going to tip or roll or like whatever. And you were just not having a good time. You know, you know that um, in the quarry, when we exit the quarry, we always take basically the same way, right? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You go, yeah. you go over towards the pond and you go out like that. Okay. Right. Yeah. You know, you go, you turn, you go down through here. Right. And then you make a little left and there's a rock in the middle. And when you're looking at that rock, there's a straight up wall in front of you. Right. Yeah. You know I'm talking about? There's a wall that goes up and then it goes straight up. Uh, you, yeah, maybe it's really fucking tall. You, you would never try it. Right. 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 That wall wasn't that way. When I started wheeling, that was actually a kind of a slope up there in the last three feet was straight up and down. Okay. They made me do that. Oh, wow. Open, open on 33s. Open, open on 33s. All you need is enough momentum. And I did it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Not, not great. Made it. Not, not an awesome time. Oh, I bet. (laughs) I bet you were pretty frightened to there, especially as an inexperienced wheeler. Like people don't realize what it's like. Yes. And they were just pushing on me the whole day. And I came back home and went and hung out with some friends and we went and cruised around uh campus in the back of a pickup truck. I'm just laying in the back. I'm in the back seat, just sitting there and I'm beat, man. You know how a, a full day of wheeling is, especially your first time out. Oh, absolutely. And uh, your first time out in your own rig. And, it's exhausting. Uh, exhausting. And you're talking about a Jeep on 33s, no beadlocks. So you're aired down to like 15, 18 pounds. Mm-hmm. Eat to fucking death. Stock springs, just terrible. And I literally fell asleep in the back of that pickup truck. And we're driving down like Green Street, okay? A paved road. 
And in my dream, we're at the Badlands getting tossed all over the place. I was like, this is a terrible <laughs> dream. Why the fuck did I want to do this? Wow. That was the first time. Parked it for months. Came back. Wheeled a second time. Fell in love. Been there ever since. You wheeled with a better group that didn't push you super hard into doing stuff you didn't want to do. It was a different, yeah. And then also, the weather was different. Something, it was just a really super cool day. I think it was dry. Everything just worked. You just wheeled around and it was just super chill. And that made me catch the bug. And then from there, I stair-stepped into where we're at now. Now a day where it's just like a cool, relaxing day is like, oh, that was good. So now I'm like, now I'm like, where can I go find something to play on? Can we go find something? <laughs> no, I totally get it. Yeah, because I mean, trail yeah. riding is fun, but we do like to have a right. little bit of challenge every now and then. Rail riding is fun when it's new trails. Yeah, when it's not the same I mean, stuff you've done a million times. Yeah, sure. the same stuff you've done a million times. You're like, eh, I mean, it's still good. Don't get me wrong. No, no such thing as a shitty off-road park. Uh, but uh, yeah, new trails are a lot more fun for sure. So yeah, that's how I got, that is how I got into wheeling. I have a 95 XJ. That's what I, I still have that same Jeep. Oh, 15, you, 16 you years later. To the next question, Steve, I was going to yeah. say, okay, so that's what you started wheeling in 2006. And you know, now it's been yeah. like, what, like a six, 16, 20, like 18 <laughs> years later. Oh, and now what is your trail rig? Oh God. It's been like 18 years. <laughs> that's wild um it's been 17 years okay my trail rig now is a 1995 jeep xj that underneath of all of its rattle can is still it's this old barbie, barbie jeep blue. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so it's been through a few revisions it still has some components oh <sighs> quick rundown Bought it in 2007, wheeled it on that setup, uh, saved my money, took out a small loan in 2008, uh, spring of 2008. I took out a small loan. I had been through a couple sets of tires uh, in that process, changing stuff up, doing different things, and changed up some of the look, pulled the pocket flares, put factory flares back on, blah, blah, blah. Just did a few things to it. Um, And then I, in early 2008, maybe like, May I'd have to go look. I still have the receipts and, and all the paperwork for it. I took out a small personal loan and bought a Rusty's eight and a half inch long arm kit. Uh, this is again 2008. Rusty's was still half okay ish. Um, at the time and was Steve known bolt on lift. He wanted a monster truck, and a, back in 2008, that's what you did. Um, bought that eight and a half inch lift. And we put that thing on in a weekend or so and uh, full long arm, full suspension lift. It had a set of slightly or decently worn, I guess, but not they're probably better than half tread. Uh, 33 inch TSL SX on a set of aftermarket. Oh, that's what it was on. Um, On a set of like aftermarket eight wide wheels. And um, I put those on there and they were. There were 33, 1550, 15 TSL SX. Matt, That's a when really, I told him, I was thinking, it's really dude, wide, not that tall tire. 
You know, Wrigley's sacks, they were square as fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they were bulgy because they were on an eight and a half inch wide. You know, rim. <laughs> and uh, they looked awesome on that thing, honestly. Uh, so I got that thing and I got those tires. And Matt, when I picked up the tires, he didn't know I had to lift yet. And he's like, oh, they're never going to fit or something like that. Or maybe it was, that, it was either that or the fun countries. I got a set of 36 inch fun countries at one point two, 36, 14, 50, I think fun countries. And Matt's like, you'll never be able to fit that tire on there. And he didn't, I had kept it a secret. He didn't know I had ordered an eight and a half inch lift kit. Nice. And then the lift kit shows up and he's like, ah, I see what you're doing. So we wheeled it on the 33s on that lift kit, took it out, went four wheeling. Matt and I did the first, uh, as soon as we got it done and we we're having a blast. He's like, let me drive. I'm like, okay. So I let him drive. He drives for a little bit. We did a wall in the quarry that now you cannot, uh, even now on 40s, I cannot do. But at the time, you could. Um, and he went to go up it and, uh, it kind of, it hopped a little bit and broke the fucking yoke. So we drove it to the Badlands on a fresh lift and he broke the yoke. Which uh, yoke? The rear yoke on the, on the, try on the, uh, axle. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. on the rear axle, yoke on the rear axle. And so we backed off there, pulled the drive shaft, limped it to the front crazy they had an eight and a quarter yoke sitting there um we grabbed that yoke we threw uh, what did we do no now i'm trying to think you know what happened the yoke he didn't break the yoke he broke the bolts on the yoke off in the yoke oh you snapped and them off he snapped them off i think so we took it back up there and we uh we took it back up there and did these things and uh, they took it in the shop. And I want to say they hogged it out and gave us a set of straps. Somehow oh, we got monster, it. Fixed. Yeah. I, now it's been a while. Somehow we got it fixed, whether it was a new yoke or, or they modified it so we could do it. Either how we got this thing fixed, got it back on trail and wheeled the rest of the day and drove it home. Nice. Um, yeah. Thanks to Matt for breaking my shit. First run on the new lift kit. I mean, if it broke the, if you sure the bolts off, chances are you didn't have them tightened or something. It was, it it was probably your fault. Story, so I don't even care. <laughs> no, no, no. You missed the part where he was like going up on a thing and bounced it. <laughs> like It was what it was. I don't remember what we broke. Somehow we broke some, it may have broke the cross and then that wiped out everything with it. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyhow, awesome story. Good time. Uh, I'll never forget taking that thing out for the first time. And, uh, it was, it was good. It was a really good time. So yeah, I put a Rusty's eight and a half inch lift on over the years. I upped that lift to a Rusty's eight and a half plus a two inch puck up front and a two inch block in the rear. And I stretched over shackles and I made it a real monster truck on like 10 or 11 inches of lift. And then in 2009, I did a, uh, in 2009, I did a nine inch and a Dana 44 swap. So bought it in March of 07, eight and a half inch lift kit in early spring, Mayish of 08, built axles early 09. Maybe it was, t- maybe it was late 09 into 10. I don't remember. It was something like that. So in a very short period, we went from a Jeep on 33s to a Jeep on 38s. Uh, Source a set of 38 inch TSL SX2s, or no, not SX2, TSL SXs. Um, put those on a 15 inch by a 15 by 10 wheel. 
and they were already five on five and a half bull pattern. So they went right onto those axles. The first build of those axles was a uh, Grizzly locker out back with 513 gears and stock shafts. The front was a spool. Dumb decision. Never do a spool unless you're doing full hydro or at a very minimum assist. Um, spool Agreed. up front. Huh? I said agree. At agree. least assist. <laughs> at least assist. I, honestly, I recommend just, just go. If you're putting a spool up front, just go full hydro. Um, I know you're trying to save money on the spool, but quit being a dipshit. You're going to hate your wheeling life. I absolutely hate it. Now, granted, my steering geometry was absolute trash because I had no idea about geometry back then. This is 2013, maybe Um, like 2009, 2010 when I put everything together. But like 10 to 13, I wheeled this thing with a spool up front. No assist. The world's worst steering geometry. My uh, track bar and my steering were not even close to the same degree. It looked like there was a jungle gym under the front end. Uh, and that made trying to start somewhere. I understand that. Start by going on the internet and getting an idea of how shit works. I didn't have that option back then, except for forums, and I was not real like forumy. Um, but I built that. And wheeling sucked. I ran that setup until 2016 when Matt rolled his Jeep and we swapped his 44 into my Jeep. So now I have a Grizzly out back and I have a uh, Detroit up front and changing to a Detroit. I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking amazing. This is way better. If you have to go out on the corner and do what you need to do to afford a um, a mechanical front locker instead of a spool, just go out there, swallow your pride and whatever else you need to do for $20 and get a mechanical locker. All right. Take All right. Steve's advice with a grain of salt, because <laughs> I'm here to tell you that I have a welded front end in my truck and hydro assist, and it is perfectly fine. And I wheel it all the time yep. and I have zero complaints. Now, please continue. Yes. How was it before your hydraulic assist? Impossible. <laughs> exactly. I so, still no. I'm just yeah, saying, hydro assist, you say hydro assist is a yeah. minimum. I'm just saying hydro assist is, is fine. Full hydro would probably be better, but also I don't want to drive that on the street. I'm just yep. saying that so, if you have hydro assist and a spool, you'll be just fine. You will be fine. Yes, you will be fine. And lockouts. You'll Obviously lockouts. Um, if you have a spool and, mechanic, and full mechanical steering, it will not be the most fun trail experience you've ever had in your life. And we'll tell you that right now. So anyway, I had that set up. We switched to the mechanical locker. It was fantastic. Everything wheeled a lot better. Everything steered a lot better on trail. Uh, this, that, and the other. Ran that setup until May of 17. So just a year. Got a couple of wheeling trips on it, maybe. And then I realized that this thing is a monster truck. Okay. Big, dumb mud truck. Big, dumb mud truck. We're talking 10 inches, of, like 8 to 10 inches of lift. You get, It's a solid axle, or it's a an axle swap, not a solid axle swap, obviously. But... It's an axle swap, so it's got a 44, so that right there alone raises another inch and a half or so, and you just have so much lift, and then uh, you have all of this lift, and then you have 38-inch big old tires on it. I think I had beadlocks at that time, so I was running 5 PSI, but anytime you got anything off camber, it just felt like it was going to fall over, and it was terrible, and so I, I ran into a group of guys running Cherokees in 2017 it was 
Charlie. Shit. Uh, yep. Sorry. I just forgot Charlie's last name. Anyway, Charlie, good. Luke, uh, and a couple other guys still friends with them on Facebook. And I'm looking at their rigs. Charlie's got a XJ on forties and tons. And he's running like a stock rear leaf and a shackle maybe and some other stuff. And I'm like, how are you so low? And I'm just kind of like looking at his rig. I'm like, oh, I'm fucking up. I'm fucking up big time. And that started the rabbit hole. So from that moment, I talked to him and I talked to a couple other guys uh, that were in that group and kind of got an idea of what they were running and how they was all set up. And I was like, that's what I'm doing. And took it home, tore it apart. Stre- oh, he had he had flipped his leaf springs around backwards, so it stretched and low. It was like four and a half inches of lift and stretched out. And um, so I went back home and tore the Jeep apart, lowered it like five and a half inches or something crazy, and flipped the leaf springs and stretched it cut everything out. That was the biggest holdup. I cut the whole back end out and I just could not figure out how to get it back together. Uh, the way I want, I was like trying to just figure it out and just in my head, I'm like, I have no idea where to start here. And that was 2000 late. That was like September of 17. I shaved the nine inch. Um, cause I wanted it to be better. I took the, the shocks off the nine inch and moved them to the top, stretched it, uh, lowered it, changed the front coils to metal cloak coils, all new Bilstein shocks all the way around, changed how the shocks were mounted. Um, all new steering, everything, new track bar, new steering, um, new drag link. High, it did have, it already had high steer on it at that point. I'm trying to think all the things that we do, different wheels, 40s. Like there was a whole mess between September of 17. Yeah. Yep. It was the like a new rig, man. You did everything. Exactly. Uh, I guess I didn't have the forties until 2020. Um, and I, yeah, completely redid it. And then Mike was gracious enough to loan me his shop in the winter of 19. And I went out there and I thrashed on it for a month and completely finished the back end of it. Completely finished it. Honestly, it wasn't drivable when I got it there. And it was when I left, it was ready to roll. Not the first time. It wasn't much of a shop either. Yeah. I'm just saying. What is that? I said it wasn't much of a shop. It was a roof over my head and we could we could keep some heat in it. Yeah, you could keep some heat in it and it would keep you out of the wind, but it didn't keep you out of the rain or anything. So mm-hmm. Man, what what a piece of junk. I'm so glad I moved out of that shop. Anyway. <laughs> so your rig has made quite the transformation and now and I've seen it do this. It's pretty much a point and shoot. I'm not saying it's the perfect trail rig, but I might say that as far as like a full bodied rig, it's pretty close. Yes, it's pretty close. I'm saying as far as XJs go, that's like still has an XJ body on it. It's pretty close to like the perfect it trail. Is, rig. Man, it's a lot more raisin than it was in 2019. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. Those drip rails have been suffering, man. Fuck them drip rails. And you still haven't put sliders on it, even though you have the material and the know-how. I've had the material since 2020. Yeah. Uh, and now I've ordered from Aries Fab. I ordered, there's a set of install braces that they make for those that actually weld to the inner rocker. Um, so if you're 
trying to get it all lined up and you want some more to weld to, they make those, they, they go in there first and you line those all up and you weld them in place. And then you slide the two by six into that. And then you weld the two by six to that actual bracket. I mean, that sounds great. Yeah, Are you straight had, enough I, to do that? I, am I <laughs> enough? Straight Are enough? You, I said straight enough. <sighs> hey, like, yeah, out. you just put it on there. I'm like, yeah, you put it on a nice clean truck. <laughs> it's not straight enough. Is there enough good metal left to weld to? <laughs> That's probably a better question. Yes, for sure. Uh, okay, so, Steve. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I still have four questions for you. Yeah, let's go. Are you sure? Do we have time for four more questions? I don't know where we at. This next one is so loaded, man. I, I feel like oh, we're going to be here for like hours. That's not good. We've been at this oh, for 52 minutes. Holy hell. Let's fucking go. We'll give them a long one. And then the patrons may not get an episode this week. It's fine. We'll get them Wait. on the next one. I promise. Hopefully Kyle put one out last week. Uh, yeah, hopefully. We, I, haven't, I, I, I don't know. Patreon? Hey, this is season two. If you didn't know, <laughs> we have a Patreon. It's the Total Off-Road Podcast. It is www.patreon.com forward slash Total Off-Road Podcast. That is the only way you can look for it. Is is It is quote-unquote explicit. It's because Mike talks about phallic things in there. And it, it is the after show. Uh, when we first started it, it was the, hey, we're too hammered to be on actual public air now. We should move this to a different location, which is what we're trying to get to tonight. So, and we've had kids since then. So now, you know, we don't get as hammered, but still a little hammered <laughs> from time to time. You'll know exactly. the good episodes are the ones that we're drinking. Um, so what you need to know is we offer a Patreon. I think the minimum buy-in is five bucks, 10 bucks. You get entered in to win. Uh, you get entered in for a chance at $500 quarterly. We've had a ton of winners. I love when we see new winners uh, come up, when, when we pick a new winner every quarter, it is awesome. We uh, announce the winners here on the main, and then we go to the Patreon and give them holy hell. And then when they call me or message me to ask me how they collect their winnings, I act like I don't know who they are. So, and don't know what they're talking about every time, every, every single time, unless they already know the, like, you know, like know the deal. But if it's somebody new that like, I don't talk to on a daily basis and they're like, Hey man, how do I collect my winnings? I'm like, I, that's just a fucking hoax, bud. <laughs> <laughs> so mean. <laughs> it is. I'll play with them for a couple of minutes and then I'll tell them what they can do. Um, but anyway, yeah, that is the Patreon. You get tons of content. If you have caught up to this point and you're like, I need more total off-road podcast, you can get the after hour show at total off-road podcast forwards. I'm dumb. Patreon. Patreon. It'll be linked below here in the show notes. Go to that. Um, there are hundred. There's probably over a hundred hours of content in uh, on Patreon. There's really good episodes in there. There's some the nuggy sode, and there's there's some wild stuff in there. So go check that out if you're interested in more content or in a chance to enter to win. And also, you get added to the Facebook chat group, which is still very active, even though I haven't been in there a lot lately. I sneak in there every now and then, try to scroll for a little bit and lay, lay down some heart emojis, a few laugh emojis, but man. There's some good people in that chat. There are some great people in that chat. People in that chat. And that is a whole friends group. A um, lot of friends made in that group. So that was really, really cool. So hit me. <laughs> okay, Steve, you're going to have to take it easy on this one. Okay. 
I, I need a brief synopsis, okay? Brief. Okay. What brief. other vehicles do you own? Oh, God. Besides your trail rig. I are know he's starting, like, Fuck. are we starting today or are we starting? <laughs> I when said, like, hey, no, right now, right, right now. It's your trail rig and a brief synopsis. Okay. Brief synopsis. All right. Yeah, here's don't, what we got going on. Like the day you bought it and tell me all the memories you have. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to start from the oldest to newest. Try to here it is. We've I've got a 1972 Cutlass Supreme. That was my first car. Still have it. Sits in the side yard. Needs to be worked on, but the XJ gets all the love. I have a 2000 Crew Cab OBS, 2000 Chevy GMT 400 OBS Crew Cab Shortbed. Pretty rare. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Um, it's got a small block for a lady. It's three quarter ton. I have a 2003 Jeep. Liberty experimental. Oh, is it experimental? (laughs) Yeah, it's experimental. I experimented with taking the top off and putting a cage in it. Uh, I cut the roof off after a tree fell on it and then complete off road. One of our partner companies, um, they hooked us up, hooked me up with a killer cage. And, um, I, yeah, now I have a cage in it. That is my donut. We call it the donut. Owen calls it the donut. Nice. He literally, like, he calls it the donut. He's like, where's the donut? I love um, that he calls it that. Yeah, it's the donut. It is the compact spare wheeling rig. So when the XJ is down or whatever, I will take the Liberty out wheeling. Um, it's still mostly stock. And, uh, and it's a good, t- it's fun to wheel though, because it's so incapable. And, uh, so I'm going to think here. All right. I got that Liberty. I have a, make sure I got this right. I got a 2017 Ram ProMaster city. That's my work van. I still have that. And then I have a, uh, 2008, um, Jeep KK Liberty KK. It's a six cylinder. Um, it's a six cylinder, six speed. It's a V6 six-speed two-wheel drive Jeep Liberty KK. Sorry. You still have that thing? Yeah, it's still sitting here. I, yeah. I thought you sold it like a long time ago. No, no. I, that, I sold the blue. I sold the twin to my Liberty that was the Starbucks Liberty. Right. You guys may remember that from one of the early episodes, maybe episode 10-ish. I don't know. Um, I spotted this Liberty, and then I purchased it, and then it all it needed was a PCM. Oh. <laughs> that's what i found out after i sold it they fixed it with a pcm like yep it's good I'm like motherfuckers um which is fine so yeah i had that it was an o it was an o2 but it was an exact twin no rust anyhow i have the liberty i have and then i have my 2017 ram 20 or 1500 that i bought that is my new tow pig nice that was a brief synopsis. I'm actually really proud of you for how brief that was. I thought you'd go more into detail even even then. No, I, I tried to keep it brief for you. Did you, want, did you want more detail? My RAM, I looked for, okay, short. Okay, let's give you a little something-something. Cutlass, first vehicle. Uh, RAM ProMaster City, executive decision to buy a dependable vehicle to build my company off of that was mobile at the time. Um, the Blue Liberty actually saw a 2005 Liberty on dirt every day, 
where they did the uh, cheap truck challenge and they took one of those and put it on some bigger tires and all that stuff. And I was like, man, that looks fucking awesome. I wish I could find me a blue Liberty. Go literally watch the show. Look on marketplace for like two hours. Don't find what I'm looking for. Go to a, uh, a diaper party for a buddy of mine. I go to his house for a diaper party. As I roll in, here's a blue Jeep Liberty. Exactly like what I'm looking for. I say, who's Liberty? They say so-and-so I'm like, I want to buy your Liberty. And she goes, go talk to Cody because we want to sell it. It's match made in heaven. Match made in heaven. Fast forward six months, buy said Liberty, own it, then cut the roof off like I planned the whole time. Everything, it's just, I just manifest everything. Anyway, that was the Liberty. So I purchased that one because I saw it on dirt every day and I was like, I need one of those. Boom. I have one now cooler than what they had. Um, Do you still use the ProMaster for anything or is that thing for sale? No, currently it's just chilling and it's going to get up for sale here pretty damn quick. Okay, I was just curious. Yeah. And then uh, I had my crew cab. I, I looked for that crew cab for six years and I bought the crew cab uh, back in 2013 and I've had it ever since. Um, that was a dream truck for a long time. And then I purchased it and it was a good truck for a long time. But it is since just it's it doesn't have the capability that I needed to have. It needs some love to get there. It coughed up a transmission. I had the transmission rebuilt. It's never been the same. Yada, yada. Uh, when it coughed up the transmission the second time to 20,000 miles later, I said, I need something different. Bought the KK because I was like really wanting a Jeep KK. Found one at a deal, bought it, drove it for a month, blew up the engine on the interstate. Um, and then the wife looked at me and she goes, you need a reliable vehicle like yesterday. One that can preferably haul your kid around. I was like, you're right. And so at this point, I've already been looking for a Ram 1500 for like four or five years and said, OK, I'm pulling the trigger. So I went and bought this Ram 1500. It's a 5.7 with the 8 HP 70 transmission. It has the tow pack 392 gears, positive track rear end, integrated tow brake and the eight inch um, screen in it. There were very specific. And it's a sport. It had to be a sport. There's very specific options that I had to have. Huh? Color match goodies. Color match goodies. Yep. I get it. Had to have color match goodies. Had to have 392 years. Had to have a pause track and had to have an integrated toe brake. Had to have the eight inch screen. Like these were That's awesome. Must haves. Everything else negotiable. Had to have those things. Got what I needed. Um, bought it in black because at the same time we were working to launch our new product line and a white truck does not pose as good as a black truck. Still That's for damn sure. Yeah, still, still what? Still, still want a white one? Yeah. White trucks are way easier to clean. My next one will be white. I just want to show school. scratches that much, I should say. I have always wanted a white one. I used to Photoshop the crew cab in white. Oh, wow. Because you I really like white trucks. Crew cab. I just really want a white truck. But here we are. I bought a black one. I'm very happy with it. I love the truck, but it needs a set of 24 inch by 12 wheels and it needs yes. white paint. Disgusting. <laughs> I could have it wrapped as an option. Still, um, those wheels, gross. Oh, it's gonna be beautiful. You wait. Yeah. I'm gonna put those on there, and you're like, ah, damn, I like that more than I should. I'm gonna hate it so much. So anyway, yes. Next question: What's your favorite thing to do off road? Ooh, talk. I I, I knew no. that was <laughs> I knew that was the correct answer. I wasn't sure you were gonna tell me 
that that was the answer. I was ready to be like, bullshit, it's talk. <laughs> My absolute favorite thing to do off-road is talk. I want to go hit an obstacle and I want to shoot the shit with my friends. Honestly, I know more wheeling, less talking. It's a slogan, but the reality is, man, I just, I'm out there. Yes, I'm out there to go wheeling and enjoy hitting obstacles and and doing things that I haven't done, but just being out there with my buds and shooting the shit and just talking and just enjoying each other's company, man, that, that is that is a lot of why I'm out there. So if you want to go wheeling just to go wheeling, you better be up fucking front about that when we book a wheeling trip, okay? You better tell me, hey, I don't want to talk today. I want to just wheel. Because <laughs> we can do that. We can plan that out. We can, we can, you know, I will set up a path and we'll just run it, okay? If you don't lay that as the ground laws when we book a, a wheeling trip together, when we plan on going wheeling, you're going to get talked to all day. I'm sorry. Yep, it's true. I've been sorry. there. I just lied. Um, yeah, man, that's my favorite thing to do off road is to go out and play in the woods and talk to my friends. He's not lying. I am not lying. a little bit been there, done that. Steve will talk your ear off as long as you'll let him. Hey, man, if you look like a wall, you're getting talked to. <laughs> so uh, if you if you got ears, man, I'm gonna be talking. Be seeing what you're up to. You know, so, see. I actually only have a couple questions left, and I feel like they're both fairly simple ones. We're doing good, man. We're at an hour. We're doing you know, good. Yeah, we're doing good. I'm, I'm kind of surprised how not over an hour we are right now. <laughs> I've been trying to keep it a little bit short. I've had a few drinks, so I hope it's entertaining. I mean, I think it's been entertaining, but I've been drinking too, so it's hard for me to say. I shouldn't be the judge. We'll find out later. So, yeah. Let's keep it. Let's keep it rocking and rolling, man. We can always <laughs> stretch this thing out and give them a little extra. If you got questions, I mean, I mean we so, we we could talk for days, right? We've done it. So anyway, just make like my Jeep sitting right next to me, and we'll talk all you want. Exactly. That's no joke. <laughs> Steve, would you say that you're a redneck? Uh, no. Why not? I, I don't feel like I fall in that category anymore. What I what like you is a redneck? Like, what specifically would you say? Like, it's like this is why I'm not a redneck because, like, you live in the country and like I do. you you do like some of my stuff you do off road and stuff. You like mm. to play in the dirt. Like, it's all pretty rednecky stuff. So, like, why aren't you a redneck? Just a normal guy, man. Just a normal guy. I don't. What makes a guy a redneck? That's a good question. I don't know. I'm just asking if you think you're a redneck. Is it like all country all the time? Is it like, I don't know. Like, I feel like, like, does my Jeep look like it belongs to a redneck? It's got some 90s themed geometric loudest shit paint job. It's got polished wheels. It's not no. a big mud truck. Um, I, I don't subscribe to the, to the, I drink beer all the time. Although I do have a case of land shark in the garage. Um, but like, and I'm not, I don't know, man. I think that I'm a chameleon. Let's be honest. I think I'm a chameleon. What's a chameleon? I mean, I know a what a chameleon, chameleon is. What's a chameleon in your sense? A chameleon is someone who can pop into a friend's, a group of people and blend pretty damn well. You're saying that if you, if you walked into a group of rednecks, they wouldn't be able to tell you weren't one of them. Potentially. 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 <laughs> uh, You're trying to say rednecks talk with a little, with a little draw. 
No, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> potentially, I I feel like I can get along with just about everybody for the most oh, part. Yeah. There is oh, a that's... there is a certain group of people in the off road community that don't think that I'm the coolest cat they're ever fucking made a podcast. And to those people, eat a wiener. Yep. Other than that, man, I'm down to hang out with anybody. I'll go wheel even with those fuckers. I'll go wheel. I don't give a fuck. I'll go wheel with them. No problem. I get well, some super easy going. Steve, some people are just dicks, going. though. It has nothing to do yeah. with, with you. Right. It's just some people just suck. Jealousy is an ugly bitch. Guess so. Yeah. I'm just not here doing me, man. Um, I don't feel like I've fallen to that so much anymore. I feel like at one time it this is hard because I honestly I don't <laughs> want to like paint anybody in a certain light. You know what I'm saying? But there was a time that I was maybe not redneck or uh hillbilly but i was far more country leaning than i are today i feel like that happens to to everybody at some time at least like all all us white males like at some point in time we're like i think i'm a redneck and then you're like later like no i I, i'm not actually that much redneck there are and maybe some people stay redneck forever i don't know but it's your lifestyle whatever you like it's your lifestyle i'm cool with it i'll hang out with whoever i don't give a fuck uh but uh yeah so I don't feel like I am. I don't feel like I I don't feel like I fit that necessarily anymore. At one time there was a time where I wore a cut off button up pearl snap. Was it camo? It wasn't camo. It was like brown flannel cut off jeans and boots. There was a time you were pushing I, redneck oh, for sure. I was over in that category to some degree. Um, and I got nothing against that. I've been there. I'm cool with it. I love it. I got friends that still live that life. I will go drink a beer with them anytime. As long as it's not Bud Light. I just can't do it anymore. Um, and that is okay. not for political reasons. I just, no. since 2000, I turned the last Bud Light I drank was in 2019. And I made it halfway through it. I was like, I can't do this. I just, right. can't. Somebody get me a Miller. So Steve, uh, I have to say this. Uh, and I don't know if anybody's going to use the same template about rednecks, but I had this conversation with my coworkers. Uh, okay. We were just out having lunch and they were like, Mike, are you a redneck? And I was like, well, why? They're like, uh, because like all you do is drink beer and like go play with trucks in the woods. And I'm like, do I seem mm. like a redneck? They're like, no, but like when you describe what you do, like on a daily basis, like I assume you're a redneck. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, I don't know, man. And they're like, you should talk about it on your podcast. You should like, you know, like have like a, a conversation about rednecks. And I'm like, well, I might offend a bunch of people. And they're like, Mike, rednecks don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, have you ever there you have it, people. <laughs> there you <laughs> have it. Rednecks don't listen to podcasts. So this, uh, somebody that you would consider a redneck is going to listen to a podcast. I was like, well, that's actually a really good point. Or like a redneck probably would listen to a podcast. So if anyone's listening <laughs> and we're worried about offending them, the only thing we might offend them with is saying that they're probably not a redneck. Oh, shit. They like thought they were redneck, and they're like, "I'm listening to a podcast right now. I can't be a redneck." Yeah, somebody should look up. We need a uh, we need a producer here to look up the definition. Did you look up the definition prior to this? Sure didn't. I just wanted I to hear your interpretation and whether you thought you were a redneck or not. That would have been a good call. Um, because I feel like this is just a hardworking person. What do you think a redneck's a hardworking person? Yeah, or do you think redneck- you're a hardworking person. Well, I, uh, no, I feel lazy as shit. Uh, I don't know about all that. You might feel lazy, That's, but you got a lot done. That is how I feel. Yeah, 
what, why why can't I just get the definition of a redneck? It's like redneck class white person, especially a politically reactionary one from a rural area. Is that what is politically a politically reactionary? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Oh, listen, listen to the quotation. Rednecks in the high cheap seats stomped their feet and hooted. <laughs> Well, then that certainly doesn't then I am not a redneck because we were five seats off of the floor at the monster trucks this weekend. So therefore, I are not redneck because I have the the expensive uh, low seats. How about yeah. that? I guess you're catch not a redneck. Me, catch me down low. How about that? Now, my brother, like... on the other hand, was in the was in the 600 section. So I think that maybe he might have stomped his feet and hooted. He might be a redneck. He he might be a redneck. Was that an indie? That was an indie. I saw so many posts a couple days ago, like you, yes. my cousin, your brother, like Mike, like so my other cousin, like just so many people I knew were at that. And I was like, yeah. man, I want to bring my kid to a monster truck show. Probably he's a little older though. Shit. Next year, yeah, next next yeah. year. Owen's three and a half. We took him. He made it three quarters of the way through the show before he was just like, I'm out, Dad. I'm. I'm out. He did. Yep. We got into freestyle and he wasn't interested. I'm like, we're at the best fucking part. <sighs> Maybe I got to wait till like five or six or something. I don't next, know. Next time I know, get tickets, Um, get the early show tickets. If you can get an oh, earlier, yeah. earlier showing. And then just, if it starts at five, don't come in till six 30 because you can oh, just yeah. skip the whole racing segment. Cause who the fuck cares about monster? No one cares. We just want to see freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> Here for freestyle. Let's show up for the uh, let's show up for the uh, longest time on two wheel competition and oh, freestyle. Yeah. That's all I really want. And so, yeah, just skip the first whole hour, um, pay for the seats, skip the whole first hour and then show up with your kid and they'll be like, holy shit, I love monster trucks. That's smart. You're a smart fella. Mm-hmm. You live and learn, my guy. Yeah, the so, whole uh, them. I can't imagine like getting to freestyle and he's like, all done. And I'm like, no, what do you mean all done? It's monster trucks. He's like, all done. And you know, once, yeah, once, yeah. once they I'm say like, and that's all there is right Jess is like uh can we like she's like do you how do you feel about going and i'm like can we just get to tom mince freestyling like if we can get to tom mince i wouldn't right. call him like <laughs> he lives f- to 15 minutes from the shop here like and he's one of my customers like can we if we can just get to tom mince i'm solid and we did and she went and walked around with him they came back tom mince was done playing and we called it but nice. uh yeah, the best show was there was a uh, 70s Chevy. I can't think what the name of the truck was. It was a 70s Chevy body, uh, K20, whatever, K10, K20 body, uh, monster truck. And he went out and fucking got rowdy. Um, jumped the first jump, and the hood was just held on by some DOM up front, and the DOM was just like absolutely not, and it folded <laughs> forward a little bit, and so he couldn't see a damn thing, and so he's running around <laughs> jumping thing, he's jumping things to get this hood to break off. Wow! And probably thirty seconds in, he finally gets the hood to go far enough forward that it's able to break off, and then he just runs it over, and then spins around. Now he's hoodless, and now he's ready to rock and roll. Oh, I'm sorry, that was in the two wheel. That was in the longest time on two wheel competition. He got the hood oh, to wow. get off and then he came back for freestyle, no hood. And, uh, he come over to the backflip ramp sizes up on this backflip ramp and just does a backflip, but overshoots it a little bit. So he does the backflip lands on the, uh, he lands, he backflipped lands 
on the front tires and then bounces like the back tires and then rolls over a second flip and lands on the front tires and then stands in the throttle and like comes out of it. And wow. it's like, yes, sir. That he is amazing. On the front end and had no hood. So he's just a cage and he's like, look at the ground. He's like, all right, cool. And just stands on it and just like pulls that front end back down and out of it. I'm like, man, those things are awesome. And so, uh, Dude, those drivers have to make like such shit. a, the decisions they have to make and how fast and how big that machine is oh. to know just what to do to get it to do. Oh. Like, like those guys have so much skill. Yeah. So for the, for the longest, who can do the longest time on two wheels, Tom Mintz comes out. A lot of guys are like doing slap wheelies and things like that. And like trying to keep it up. And so that Tom Mintz comes out, pulls over backs up onto the, the backflip ramp. He backs up there until it goes into like tries to lean over forward and then just burp, 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 and then just like see he's just sitting there walking it super oh, wow. slow on the front wheels. He's on the front <laughs> wheels, just burp, 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 and he pulls forward as far as like pretty far out, not all the way to us. So where we're sitting at, we're looking directly at him. Oh, that's awesome. Like we're we're sitting a hundred feet from him and he's doing this. And he's coming at us. And he gets pretty close to us and then he kicks it in reverse and he starts walking it back and he walks <laughs> it all the way back to the ramp and then sets the back tires down. It's like, wow. how the fuck do you take a 10,000 pound, 2,500 horsepower rig and balance it on a set of, on a set of 64 inch tires? Yeah, that's a good like, question. Ask Tom. How? how? <laughs> I'm going to, I will. When he comes here, I will ask him questions. Um, so anyway, that was cool to watch. That was awesome. Um, that was also his last. This is his last season. He's no retiring. Shit. He's retiring. So wow. that I believe they were saying that was his last time at that uh, venue. Wow. I believe what they're saying. So yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it's crazy. So no, not a redneck. Got the low seats. Next question. Okay. Uh, this is the last <laughs> question, Steve. <laughs> Are you sure you're ready? Yes, sir. What's your favorite thing about me? God, <laughs> this is the hardest question yet. Uh, Mike, what can I say? I just love Michael. Oh, you got to pick your favorite oh, thing no. about me. Oof. Favorite thing about Mike. Yep. I got to do this whole damn interview. I, I get praised at the end. Yeah. This is a, like the rest of them had answers for no problem. I don't know if I've ever sat down and like thought about what my favorite thing well, about just what, you what comes to mind. You like think of it and you're like, oh, I know what it is like. No, it's just like just the mic as a whole. Mm -mm. Like nope. it's just no, I don't think that I, I think without any of your components as a Michael, you would not be the same. Is it how big my sarcasm is? Oh, maybe it's pretty big. Yeah, it's pretty big sarcasm. It's, it's huge. From yeah. your wife. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you're just you're 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 a lot of fun to be around. Um, this isn't the Patreon, so I really can't tell you. Yeah, you can't say all the things that you really like about me. <laughs> <laughs> man i had to hit you with a curveball steve you know never, i mean like i've never just like you know thought about like what is my favorite thing about mike i knew that you would have answers for all the other questions and actually yeah. i'm glad i did this first because i realized that if any of the other guys decide to take any of my my 
you know, my template and use oh, yeah. it. I uh, don't even know, like when I started wheeling or when I did things to snow day, like I don't keep that stuff in memory. Like yeah. I could tell you like circa five years or so, but I don't know like the right. day or the month or anything, but you yeah, just have the stuff in your mind. Like, you know, you're like, Oh, in March, 2016, I'm like, Nope, no idea. Not even I a clue. Say, like, yeah. I want to say I bought the Jeep March 17th, but it might've been March 22nd, right in that general region. Yeah. And then, it would be years apart and you're like days. <laughs> I have day no idea. That. And then with the, with the, uh, the lift kit, the, I want to say the lift kit was in, I don't know. It was in the, it was in the summer, June, June, July, maybe did the lift kit. And then dude, it was not, it was the next, it was 2009. I started, I paid that loan off in a year. And so immediately, well, as soon as that loan was paid off, I took out another loan for like $3,500 and started building the 44. Yeah. Cause I would have bought, Oh my God, I would have bought the Dana 44 and the nine inch in September or October of 2008 is when I bought those two axles. And so that is wild. When I think back on that timeline, it is so fucking close. Like everything was happening so fast. Like it was months, everything was months apart. There was no year gap. It was months apart. Wild. Yeah, but you don't have had to not have uh, um, responsibilities. You're beating around the bush. You still haven't told me what your favorite thing is about me. I don't. I don't know. Probably your wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. I like I like when your wife's hanging out because she's hot. <laughs> I got you on that one, didn't I? <laughs> That's fine. They can meet my wife. Maybe Patty is the best part of me. No, it's not that. I don't. <laughs> man, I don't, I don't know. know. Everything is about you, but I'm not even going to say it. It's like it's got to be your personality. <laughs> okay, all it's right. Gotta hey, be hey. Like, it's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be your personality. That is my favorite thing about you. It's like. It's not like a looks thing. It's not like I'm like, oh, I like Mike because he just, you know, he just looks good. You know, it's like he's my type. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not that. It's not my rock hard pecs. Like when it's, I take my shirt off, I'm real slow. No, it's not that. Okay. Well, I just thought I'd you know, throw it out there. It's just, it's like, it's got to be just your, your, the, your personality and, and your demeanor. Like you're a pretty easygoing guy. You don't get, you don't get frazzled much. Like it takes quite a bit to get you you know, fired up. That's true. Um, I would say that's pretty true. And, yeah. uh, and it's like, it's funny because you gave me the nickname mittens. <laughs> sure did. You really pushed summer shine. Oh, like, I did. I really thing about you. They're like, you just, it's just your personality. It's just, it's like, man, okay. Mike's just <laughs> a fun guy to be around you know even though that's a little bit of a cop-out to see my personality because you're kind of just encapsulating me so it's a little bit, bit of a cop-out but I'm, I'm flattered so i'm gonna accept it yeah I, thanks I, how can you pinpoint one thing within a personality no yeah i mean i guess you can't i mean i, I maybe i could but i'm not gonna yeah. say so i like it man I, I can't wait to hear what it is that you think your favorite thing about me is oh i'm never gonna tell you because i'm not interviewing because you're not interviewing me so you'll never find out i can't i who's interviewing you i don't know maybe ming i'll be here for that <laughs> just, just, just to find out and steve's just gonna interject hey mike what's your favorite thing about me there's nothing about me uh yeah 
So yeah, um, that's it. I've asked you all. This was just me at work. I had like a little lull in work today, and I was like, I just really need to write a list of questions because we kept talking about having a template, and then nobody did it. And I was like, I'm just gonna do it. So I, it's, I that's what I thought of. I hope you think of I asked you enough template. things. Like yeah, I'll, I'll picture the template and send it in the old group chat there. Yeah, I'll send it to everybody. Then we can kind of all have a little rundown. It'll be it'll be similar across the board. Yeah, yeah. If everybody and they don't have to follow it, obviously. This is just the questions I thought of to ask you. They can ask whatever they want, as long as it gives yes. a general synopsis of you know the host and and what they're about and who they are and everything. Then I think we'll be good. Oh, geez, are we about to Patreon? Because it looks like you're pouring more in there. Uh, no, we don't. Have, it's pretty late. It's ten thirty eight your time. We're gonna give them twenty minutes of Patreon. <sighs> okay. I Have might. Fun. I might go get another beer. All right, let's ride. <laughs> okay, I guess we better just we better shut this here down then. Okay, hey, let's uh, shout out our partner companies. Hey, we've got some pretty cool partners on this podcast. Uh, one of the newer ones that has joined us is Toolbox Widget. Toolbox Widget is an organizational company for your toolbox. If you need to get your wrenches, your screwdrivers, your um, pliers, and what have you, sockets, all organized in your toolbox. Check out ToolboxWidget.com. There's some awesome people family owned company and uh it's pretty cool so definitely check them out they're one of our partner companies and we will be giving away things from toolbox widget in season two check out crawleroffroad.com they just had a restructure you should go check out their new website and see what they've got going on they've got all kinds of cool synthetic recovery um products they've got your kinetic ropes they've got synthetic winch cables they've got the coolest tree saver on the market, a 10 foot soft shackle tree saver, uh, which is awesome because you can use it for anything. We used it to extract low key when I got lost in a spring and didn't have any rear recovery points. Uh, and so go check out crawleroffroad.com. Oh man, check out, what's up? I don't mean to There's call out crawler off road, but I just went to their website and it says there's yeah. free shipping on all synthetic uh, oh, recovery products. I don't know. Have they almost had that or is that a new thing? No, that's a new thing. It used to be the flat rate shipping. It's it Baller. says at the top of their website it's a banner. Free shipping on all synthetic recovery gear. Which is everything. Uh, it's nearly <laughs> everything. Yeah. I, I mean there's probably a handful of things that's that aren't, awesome. but that's cool. I had no idea they had free shipping on everything. They must have restructured well. So I'm super excited to see what cool. they're gonna do in 2024. So go check out crawleroffroad.com. Check out offroadanonymous.com. That is our buddy Jacob. Uh, they are going to eventually do a rebrand per the Total Offroad podcast to just Jacob. Um, but until then, it's offroadanonymous.com. And they have all kinds of uh, steel fabrication parts. You can get all kinds of stuff. They're a metal company and they build uh, trusses and fabrication parts, gussets, brackets, all sorts of cool goodies, uh, and some garage organizational things to go along with your toolbox widget parts. So go check out offroadanonymous.com. Next on the list is Complete Off-Road. Now, usually we shout out Complete Off-Road first, but hey, we're switching it up this episode. CompleteOffRoad.com is one of our first partner companies. They joined us very early in season one and have been with us ever since. As you heard in this episode, they helped me with my cage in low key. They also built my axle or my cage in donut, the donut. And then they also built my axles that are in low key. They are a full service shop, but also a have an online presence where they sell just about anything you need. If you're looking for it, they can get it. You can either check them out at 
completeoffroad.com, or you can give them a call at 583. Sorry, I'm going to mess that up. First episode in season two, 563-583-5363 is the number to call. You will get a hold of either Chris or Rich or maybe Sue, and they will set you up with whatever you need. So if you're looking for something that you can't find on the internet or you just don't have time to look for what it is you need, give them a shout and put them to work for you. I promise they'll take good care of you. They're a fantastic small business that is in the market to serve the off-road community. So go check them out. Next up, I know we have a lot of these. Morflate is an awesome company in the off-road community. They are another partner company of ours. They specialize in inflation and deflation products. They've got a Morflate quad, a Morflate duo. They have all kinds of other things to go with your Morflate. Now, your Morflate is a four-hose, your quad is a four-hose system that will help inflate and deflate your rig for the trail. So if you're one of those people that drives your rig to the trail and you need to deflate, this is the best way to do it. You hook up all four tires, you open the valve, drop your pressure to the pressure that you need, and that everything will be balanced. When you get back off trail, you can hook up your 10.6 PSI Pro that they sell. It's a kick-ass air compressor, super fast dual piston, and it will air your tires back up for you, and you're ready to hit the road in a very short amount of time. And the coolest thing about the PSI Pro is you can set the pressure to whatever you want, and you just set it and forget it. It's like a Ronco, okay? You set it and forget it. And when it kicks off for the last time, it will kick off a few times while it checks the pressure. When it kicks off for the last time, you walk over, you give it an old Morflate whip on the quad and roll it up throw it in the bag take your compressor throw it back in its bag and you're ready to hit the road with aired up tires and life is good who else we got summer shine supply or rad designs uh both all right cool rad designs is going through a bit of a change they used to do shifters but rory is switching it up now and doing some different products now this is one that i haven't gotten a chance to talk to rory yet to find out what exactly he's doing i think in season two we're going to bring rory back on and find out what's going on rory is awesome to listen to if you haven't go check out a couple of his episodes we've got two i think episodes with rory in the past in season one Go check those out. But raddesigns.com, he is, I think, now going to start building a lot of fabrication parts uh, for your garage. So hmm. more options for cool tools. So go check out uh, raddesigns.com. And then last but not least is my own company, summershinesupply.com. We are specializing in product in polishing and detailing products. We have liquids, um, detailing liquids and things like that. So we have our own line of two metal polishes. We have a all purpose cleaner, which is our relentless all purpose. We have a ceramic paint coating, which is our razzle dazzle. We have tire drip. That is a water-based tire dressing that is also made for your interior and smells like a new Bugatti. And we have Mista spot, which is another pro- uh, another polish. And we have good wash, a uh, good soap wash and gloss which is just a super clean soap for washing your rig look we got all kinds of stuff on the website head over to summershinesupply.com and check out what we have to offer plenty of things in there we got bundles right now we're doing a valentine's day bundle a valentine's day box if your girl's looking for something cool to get for you hit up that valentine's day box and get some shine coming your way it's actually valentine's day here at summershine so that's what we got going on mike do you like that do you like valentine's day valentine's day i do I thought you'd like it. I can't even say Valentine's anymore. It's too much. There's too much tongue with Valentine's Day. 
it's the wild turkey <clears throat> talking. Let's go. Okay. Is that everybody? I, I know there's so many partner companies now I can't keep track. I know. You know what though? I'm, I really appreciate all of our partner companies. They really, they look out for us when we need something and we ask for it, boy, they, they just, they really come through and they really take good care of all of our listeners as well. So thank you to all of our partner companies. We appreciate it. Hope that ad read wasn't too long. Obviously I wasn't reading it. I was just off the cuffing that. And did a great job. Have you any last words? Yeah. When you're talking to one of your best buds, think about ahead of time, what your favorite thing about them is. Eat a wiener. (laughs) 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 All right, guys. Thanks for joining us for season two, episode three. Maybe. Uh, Yeah, not sure. Sure. Why not? I appreciate y'all listening. And as always, we'll catch you on the trail. 